This week on Prepping 2.0. Once you clear away the corruption and you clear away the illegality and you clear away the lust and the grossness of this issue, you realize that you are facing evil face to face. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on this show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Shelby and I watched history yesterday. We saw the anti-human trafficking movie Sound of Freedom. It's historic, I believe, because it is like Uncle Tom's Cabin, which was the pre-Civil War novel that started the abolitionist movement to take down slavery. Our generation has a new fight against slavery because human trafficking is slavery. In this episode, we look at the horror of human trafficking, why it's being allowed to happen, and most importantly, how it will be a hundred times worse during the collapse. Plus, you can hear about my real-life connection to Jim Caviezel, who's the star of the movie. And as always, remember, the only thing harder than planning for a disaster is explaining why you didn't. Glenn and I did a recent show on the threats of China. No, it's going to be coming up. There's an upcoming show on the threats of China. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about how that plays out in a collapse. My bad on that. What in the world are you talking about, Shelby? Talking about how to protect your home, your electronic devices, your home electrical system from potential attacks. And right now, we would argue that one of those heightened attacks is from China. Encourage you to think about EMP Shield. EMP Shield protects your home, your car, has a device that will protect you from that. And it's not just these big attacks like this. It can be a lightning strike. It can be an electrical surge to your home or car. Encourage you to check them out at our website, prepping2-0.com. Click on Friends and Affiliates, and there's a nice little coupon code over there for you. Top 100 items that disappear first. This is a list from Bosnia survivors. It's available at our website, prepping2-0.com, under the heading, Top 100 List of Things. This week, it's number 26, bow saws, axes, hatchets, and splitting wedges. Uh, There will be disruptions of traditional heat sources. You will be cutting, splitting, and burning and hauling a lot of firewood. You're going to need the tools to do it. What a great example of something that is inexpensive right now and widely available and will soon dry up. Here's what you missed from a recent after show if you're not a Patreon. My biggest tip to any parent out there is to monitor your child's social media networking. I don't care if you have to stand over their shoulder. When they're young, you need to approve their friends. You need to limit their time on these social media sites. Well, let's get into it. Human trafficking is front and center now that the blockbuster movie Sound of Freedom has been seen by millions of Americans. We do a deep dive on the human trafficking depicted in the movie. You're going to need to know about this unpleasant topic. Wanted to start off with a personal story about my connection to, as I call him, Jimmy Caviezel. You're saying, but his name is Jim Caviezel. No, to me, it's Jimmy Caviezel. Shocker. Big announcement. I did not grow up in Forks, Washington, as depicted in the 299 Days book series. It's a fiction it's series. It's fiction. I know lot. some people are going to get mad. Some Patreons are going to comments are going to say. There's people that have visited Forks, Washington. That's right. <laughs> we have visited Forks, Washington. Yeah. So just so you know, it's not it's uncharted not territory. Real. There were a variety of literary reasons why I said I grew up in Forks. I grew up in a place a lot like Forks. It's called Mount Vernon, Washington. And... Our house was across the street from a chiropractor. You're saying, Glenn, could you bore me any more about a chiropractor's office in Mount Vernon, Washington? Well, the chiropractor was Mr. Caviezel. That was Jimmy's dad. I went to high school with Jimmy. That's how I know him, Jimmy Caviezel. I'm not going to say we were buddies. I don't have his cell number. I'm not saying he's a friend, but I interacted with him. He was an absolutely hilarious guy. He did amazing imitations and now I can see what he was doing before he even knew he was an actor before he was obviously a paid actor he was sort of practicing and he has a real talent for it he's an amazing basketball player by the way he played college ball so he's no slacker another interesting thing about Jimmy 
is his sister, who I did know pretty well. She was in my class. Jimmy was a couple years younger than me. His sister, Anne, was, and I should have realized it at the time, but I was not a Christian then, and I wasn't as tuned into such things. His sister, Anne, was this very cool person, not judgy, not what I, in my pre-Christian mind, thought Christians were like. And she was just really cool. And I remember one day, she was really excited about something. I said, you know, like, what's going on? What's so exciting? She said, I'm going to meet the Pope. He's coming to Vancouver, BC, which is close to Mount Vernon, Washington. She was a very devout Catholic, as is Jimmy. And now that I look back, I should have realized that Anne Caviezel was that model Christian who's just living her life, doing Christian stuff, not preaching, just being a good example. So I can tell you from my little vantage point, across the street from his dad's chiropractor's office. By the way, the town I grew up in didn't have real good zoning laws. If you've got residential areas and chiropractor offices right across the street. Anyway, I can tell you that Ann Caviezel and I presume Jimmy Caviezel are the real deal Christians. So just wanted to let folks know about why I'm going to call him Jimmy because I've earned that because I kind of sort of a little bit know him. You went to high school with his sister. Yeah. Basically. By the way, I don't know, maybe this high school connection with Jimmy Caviezel. Hey, if he wants to be a guest on our show, sure, we Jimmy, would. Welcome. Yeah, come on. Come on the show. I'm sure show you're Gallagher, a listener. 321 at gmail.com. Love to have you join us. Because I think, honestly, watching his interviews over the last couple of weeks as this movie has come out have been inspiring. Every time I've seen an interview with him, he's an amazing man and his calling is very clear. So before we go on, I want to give a wonderful shout out to our awesome sponsors. You can find them at our website, prepping2-0.com. Click on friends and affiliates and over there you will find survival garden seeds, Pro One water filters. KD Armor stands for Come and Take It Armor. Backwoods Home Magazine, Numana Foods. Get your long-term preps in order with Numana Foods. Miniman Coffee, Paul Burke Realtors specializes in helping uh, first responders find awesome prepping properties in Idaho. You can find him at our website as well as firstresponsibility.com powered by Fathom Realty. And producer Andy, you can find him at podcastaccess.com as well as our website. And he will help you with all your podcast needs. Here's a a beginning point for this sound of freedom slash human trafficking topic. And that is the left does not want you to see this movie. This kind of stunned me as jaded as I am, as much as I disagree with the left. And I think that they are absolutely destroying this country and have very ill intentions for the future of this country. Even this surprised me. It is the absolutely caustic, angry, bitter reaction to this movie. As you go through this list, Glenn, the mental gymnastics and lack of logic and emotional screeding it takes to come up with these reasons to hate (laughs) this movie shows you how far gone the left is on this. You have a really great list of all the things that have been done to keep people from seeing this movie. Exactly. First of all, There have been some so-called reviews. They're propaganda pieces. I'll focus on the one from Rolling Stone, which long ago quit being about music and is all about promoting the left. They said, and I'm paraphrasing, that this movie appeals to white suburban dads who have a fantasy of killing bad guys because of their toxic masculinity. Let's break this down for a couple things. First of all, this thing about a fantasy about killing bad guys, that would be the plot of every single Hollywood movie, like all the action, the comic books, all the Star Wars. It's always a small band of rebels, you know, fights the evil. And the evil is usually a corporation and the band of rebels are usually climate you know, warriors who are trying to save the planet. I exaggerate a little bit, but you get the picture. It's always taking on big bad guys. So wouldn't this movie in which human traffickers are obviously the bad guys and they do indeed get taken down, spoiler alert, because it's all based on a true story, by the way. We'll get into that when we talk about the details of the movie. Isn't that rich for the left to be criticizing a movie for wanting to take down bad guys. And this whole toxic masculinity thing, they've also said that it's a QAnon thing. I don't even know who QAnon is. Uh, I I mean, I've read articles. Yeah, there's three members of it. And accused Jimmy of being a member. And if you've heard it, Oh, white nationalist. Right. Because he's 
I guess Catholic, and we know the FBI has targeted Catholics, Catholics so we know that that must make him a horrible Again, human being. Again, the mental gymnastics yeah. and emotional screeding that you have to do to find reasons to not like this movie are insane. And the left, remember, fancies themselves as our intellectual superiors. They're the smart, enlightened ones that come up with all this logic, and they're coming up with nonsense like Jimmy Caviezel is a white nationalist? Are you kidding me? So there have been some other attempts, and now I'm going to speculate on who is doing this. I'm going to assume it's the left, the following things. There have been numerous uh, glitches. Did we experience that? We did experience this. We tried to buy movie tickets online, and the system was down for this one movie. Isn't that weird? Wouldn't take your card. Wouldn't take my card. Only this movie at this theater. There were like the other movies that are out there. The Barbie ones. Barbie movie. Oh, they'll they'll take take the credit card. I didn't try to be honest, but yeah. So it looks like AMC theaters and others. AMC theaters, by the way, has business connections to Disney. Disney tried to shelve this movie. Yes. Yeah. This movie was filmed four years ago, five years ago. It was produced for 13 to $15 million. It's grossed 126 And Disney had the rights to had it. Had the rights to and it. And shelved said, it. Nah, it's too much about toxic masculinity. By the way, if you want to check the receipts on that, Tim Ballard, who is who this story is based on, the real agent. life, he did an interview recently with Glenn Beck and goes through all the different hands it went through before it finally got to Angel Productions and got put to market. And interesting about Angel Productions, those are the good guys. It's not just a marketing ploy with the name. They have started to do what we've been talking about for years, which is a parallel economy. Praise Jesus. Angel Studios, Angel Productions. And it's just angel.com, I believe, yeah. is their website. I'm not sure, but they did something amazing. They, in part, self, in part, crowdfunded it. It's not 100% that people just donated money. It's not a GoFundMe thing, but people could buy tickets in advance and give them to other people. And that raised a lot of money. And so it's the beginnings, in my mind, of the parallel economy where we, the real people in this country, the conservatives, the vast majority of people in this country are taking back, I'm not going to say Hollywood because Hollywood's gone. We're taking back movies and popular culture. And we are making our own dang movies because if we rely on funding from Disney all we're going to get is more woke garbage that Disney is sending out. I looked up. It is angel.com. It's a streaming service. You can do a streaming service online. But they also are funding good, wholesome movies. And so they were the ones through. Uh, and I you know Glenn Beck put some skin in the game and put a million dollars into this. We saw that. To get these kind of movies out into the public. And so, yeah, it was a word of mouth effort to get it out. But what I think is interesting, going back to the movie theater, is that AMC Theaters is putting it out. But they're reluctantly. Sab- but they're sabotaging the effort. The ticket glitches and And then ta- also yes. the, here's the other thing. It's hundred degrees in Montana this week, as it is many places. Amazingly, this did not happen to us, but amazingly quite a few people have said, that's weird. The only theater screening rooms, whatever, that had the air condition not Off. work. Yeah. Where, where this movie was being shown. I know of cases of that in Helena, Montana. Yeah. So you can see they're doing all kinds of stuff. And by the way, this thing about ticket glitches should be proof to anybody if there's still a so-called moderate out there that says, well, why would Hollywood do things that cut into their own bottom line? They're all about money. No, they're not. They're about ideology. When they will not take people's money to watch a movie – They are sabotaging their own economic interests, and that is proof positive that ideology matters more than money to them. As of right now, as we are recording this, Sound of Freedom has grossed over $100 million. And they had 126 as of 126, okay, as of this morning. So again, with the budget of 13 to 15 million, this has absolutely blown other movies that we've heard all the stories, other movies that are out there. There's the Indiana Jones, there's the Barbie, all of those movies are out there right now. And Sound of Freedom is blowing ticket sales out of the water. Let me go back to something you just said, and it takes us to our next topic here. What does it say about the left? movie theaters, Disney, the establishment out there, that they cannot condemn human trafficking. And you and I were talking about this and as we were fleshing this out, there is no middle ground on yeah. human, tra- on human, specifically child sex trafficking. There's either you are against it or you are for it. And we would hope that the decent person in all of us 
would be against it. We know that there's not decent people out there that are for it. So if you are doing the kind of mental gymnastics that we've talked about to try to disparage this movie, to try and keep it from going to market, you have to ask yourself, what side of that coin are you on? Are you for it or are you against it? I and Shelby, we have nothing in common whatsoever with anybody who disses this movie or somehow thinks that a movie bringing the horrors of human trafficking to light should not be seen. You we are, have nothing in common with you. We don't right. want to say hello to you. We don't want you coming over to our house. We don't want to socialize with you. You know, there's a classic phrase. Edward R. Murrow was a vaunted journalist in World War II. And in the post-war era, he became a hero of the left in particular. And he was Mr. Honesty. And he was covering World War II as an army reporter. And one time he was asked why he didn't give the Nazi side of the story, basically. And he said, sometimes there isn't a second side to a story. And he's right. Just like with Nazis, there's no redeeming quality to Nazism. There is no redeeming quality to child trafficking. And anyone who can't say that or carry it out, they have nothing in common with you. It says a lot about the divide in this country when there are some people, and by no means the majority. I'm not saying that everyone who voted for Biden is for human trafficking. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Even that there's one single person in the United States of America who can't say, yeah, human trafficking, that's pretty bad. We have nothing in common with these people. Well, and when you have Rolling Stone magazine doing the mental gymnastics that they did to write the awful review that they wrote, uh, marginalizing this movie, then there's the litmus test in our mind. Rolling Stone, are you for or against the message of this movie? Apparently you're for it, Rolling Stone. I mean, it is- for trafficking. For trafficking. This is a black and white issue. Exactly. Tell folks about how we, in our own way, tackled the human trafficking issue three years ago. So I encourage people to go back and listen to it. It's a great partner episode to this. Episode 66. again Of our podcast. Of our podcast radio show. Go to our website, prepping2-air.com. And we had Craig, quote, Sawman Sawyer on our show. He runs Vets for Child Rescue. And he had the same effect on us as this movie has had on us. He laid out three years ago, long before this movie ever came out, the horrors and the evil. I remember re-listening to that show recently. At the 23-minute mark, he explains very clearly and pointedly, once you clear away the corruption and you clear away the illegality and you clear away the lust and the grossness of this issue... Many of his operators, former veterans, combat special veterans. Special ops guys. Special ops He's guys. a SEAL. That's where He's Sawman a, comes exactly. from. That's his handle. Once you clear all that away, all that garbage away, you realize that you are facing evil face to face. I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode and just know we've tackled this issue before. I tackled it in my book series, in book two, how human trafficking is prevalent in marginalized community, homeless communities. Right now in America, in not America. 10 years from now. Not that in Colombia. One of the things that was not one of your predictions, it was current uh, real life. Your prediction yes. is it gets a lot worse when there are no cops around and there are all kinds of desperate people. This has been in our vision and in our horizon as we have talked through what collapses look like. It'll just get worse, of course. So let's talk about the magnitude of the problem. And you've heard these statistics. If you're paying attention to this movie, and we're assuming that most of you have, but maybe some of you haven't, it's a 100 to $200 billion a year industry globally. It surpasses cocaine and illegal drugs. All illegal drugs. All illegal drugs. Think about all the money. We've seen all the stuff. Pablo Escobar's dozens of mansions and all the crazy stuff. It's bigger than that. And as the point is made by Jimmy Caviezel in the movie, he says, why would you smuggle in a bag of cocaine that you can only sell once? He's now speaking from the perspective of a human trafficker. And he's saying, wouldn't a human trafficker make a lot more money on smuggling in a little kid that they can make money five to ten times a day from, from having to do the things They're- that human trafficked children have to do? Which, by the way, there is none of that in Sound of Freedom. There is nothing graphic. 
There are suggestive things. They paint the mental picture of what is happening to these kids without actually showing you. And I was afraid of that. I was that, too. Because I was I'm like, I can't stomach You that, can't unsee that kind that of That kind of thing. If they did depict that, I would hate for what that would do to a child actor. But they did not. So the other thing, though, too... There are more, and you've heard these, again, if you're paying attention to the movie, but in case you haven't, there are more people enslaved right now in human trafficking. In other words, they have no access to freedom than there has been ever in modern times, even when slavery was legal. It's stunning. It is bigger and badder than Civil War era slavery when it comes to the number of people trapped in it. And I think what the slaves have to go through, children being repeatedly raped brutally that is so awful it is i'm gonna get angry i'm gonna quit talking about that particular part of it and here's another huge problem and this has to do with the united states government there are how many thousands of unaccompanied minors what that is is when people come across the southern border i guess theoretically the northern border but it's way worse on the southern border when they come across the border when little kids come with no parents no guardians, no aunts, no uncles. They're unaccompanied minors. What happens to them, Shelby? I did a little deep dive on this mm-hmm. because there was a report that came out in the last few weeks, and we may have to take a quick break here in just a moment, so I'm going to start giving you some numbers here. In the last month, there was a report that came out that there's 85,000 unaccompanied minors that are the responsibility I think that's of, in a one-year period. No, that's in this year. Oh, my goodness. Halfway Eight, through 2023? Halfway, uh, let me finish the statistic. 85,000 that Department of Homeland Security has no idea where they're at. They have lost them somewhere here in the United States. They oh are gone. Oh my goodness. So there could have been a couple hundred thousand oh, unaccompanied the, minors. Good number. I'm glad since the Biden administration, 200,000. So what happens is, is these kids come to our border. They're supposed to be taken in and they're supposed to be integrated into our culture, whether it be through a sponsor, through a charity, through a something. And then DHS is supposed to follow up with them, make sure they're okay. When you're talking about that kind of numbers of small children, first of all, I've never seen these people. I don't see little, you know, Central American children in my schools. And the schools, I've been around schools and school systems and communities now for several years. I don't see these kids. You've even shocked me. Right. 65,000 missing. 85,000. 85,000. I keep getting this wrong. 85,000 missing kids that came through the southern border that the government has no idea where they are. Why do I blame the government for this? I'm going to tell you what. And yes, you do need to blame the government because what's interesting is Time Magazine did a little fact check on that. Bunch of word salad there. Basically, what the government's explanation is, well, we at DHS place them with sponsor families and then we follow up with them in a month and we can't reach them. <laughs> so it's not our fault. It's more that the numbers aren't working or maybe they've moved or whatever. And they start doing the excuse game. How about this? When you have a wide open southern border and you encourage people to come here, you're encouraging kids to come here. And often, I'm gonna say encourage, it's against their will because they're being trafficked and right out of the picture, you know, hiding in the shadows is somebody who might do them ill. So anyway, they come in here. So you open up the borders, you have hundreds of thousands of kids come into this country. You inevitably lose a bunch of them. Why can't you keep track of all these kids? Because there's too many of them coming through the border. Absolutely. Nobody could possibly keep track of them. And you wait a month to see how they're doing. In that month, they've already been been swept away. away. They're sold like cattle. And they are in hotel rooms making cartels money and satisfying the disgusting, perverted drives of horrible human beings. So folks, join us on the other side of the break for more on human trafficking. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. 
go to newmana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Newmana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Without water, you're done in three days. Pro One water filters. It's literally a matter of life and wet. Pro One G 2.0 all-in-one gravity systems are NSF ANSI 42 component certified. Not everybody can say that. No need for additional add-on filters to reduce fluoride. Pro One stainless gravity systems include a stainless steel spigot and a countertop stand for no additional cost. Pro One water filter gravity systems. Check them out at ProOneUSA.com. That's P-R-O-O-N-E. USA.com. Most tested, most trusted. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it. Make solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature, the only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Thanks for rejoining us. Really, just getting started with our conversation about human trafficking and how that relates to a collapse. For even more, seriously, stick around for the after show if you're a Patreon supporter. Please check out our website, prepping2-0.com. Click on the Patreon symbol if you want to join us. That's where we talk about things out of the way of sensors. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. You need a truck gun or a vehicle gun, and in my opinion, a great solution for that is a Gibbs Arms, G-I-B-B-Z Arms, pistol caliber carbine. They're small, they fit in vehicles, you can tuck them away, got some serious firepower. Go ahead and go to GibbsArms.com or look at the YouTube channel, Gibbs Arms, G-I-B-B-Z, and you're going to see some very cool innovation that they have there. Archive Dive. Here we go. Episode 75. This aired back in April of 2020. It was called Buying Your First Handgun. We had Bob Main, who has a great podcast, Handgun World Podcast. He was on. It's very informative. Shelby, pick us up where we left off. Well, we were talking about the report that came out just recently about the 85,000 unaccompanied minors that are missing in the United Jeez. States right now. I'm just going to look at the federal government who's done, and you know, the left is doing word salad to try and make this number not look as horrifying. These children are supposed to be given to an entity, a family member, an aunt, an uncle, as somebody, a sponsor to be taken care of. I don't know about you, but most people are not, unless they are your own blood children. And even then, there's problems with this. 
children are commodities in that culture. You can't tell me that at all. I age- would say in parts of that culture. I, yeah, I got to I gotta actually disagree with you a little bit. I don't think you meant this. Okay. But it's been my experience that Hispanic culture oh, gosh, yes. in general honors and glorifies children and values children. Absolutely. We're talking about a small segment of Hispanic culture where people They're are commodities. commodities. And all it takes though is- 10% of these unaccompanied minors to get in the wrong hands and you've got thousands and thousands exactly. of victims. There's like a 0% acceptable error rate. And the problem is yes. in any community, you're going to have X percent and it's pretty steady. That mm-hmm. X percent is pretty steady across different ethnic groups of bad guys. Well, and who's not to say we were talking about this too. Okay. Let's say we, uh, Southern border DHS sends a handful of children to a sponsor that's in Chicago. Who's not to say that that sponsor in Chicago is not some CD hotel room, right? Yeah. Where they're being sold. And then suddenly they're sold again and again. And you'll see that in this movie. So I encourage you to check it out. It is disappointing that that is that number currently and that it's 200,000 since the Biden administration took over the control of the border. So it is absolutely disheartening. And our government has a chance, has had the chance to stave this off by closing the border and not creating a market where we have human traffickers thrusting children at our border into our American culture where there is a market for it. Yes. And shame on people in American culture. We were recently talking just a minute ago about Hispanic culture. Let's talk about the culture of, of ours, America, yes. of America as a whole, which obviously includes several ethnic groups. Americans that buy this stuff, I can't even finish the sentence. Well, let's I'm not talk, even going to try. Often, I'll try. So we live in a culture right now where Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene gets gaveled down in Congress for showing redacted pictures of what the president's son has done. With a prostitute. With a prostitute. That's our That's culture. So-called That's so-called bad. We live in a culture where Hollywood is pushing an alphabet soup agenda in every movie they put out. And also uh, marginalizes people who speak up at school board meetings because they don't want grown men showing their private parts to school-aged children. That's the culture that these children are being thrust at at our southern border and being brought into. Yeah. yeah. We are the market, and the southern border is providing the product. The I don't know how many Americans engage in this, purchase this stuff. I'm going to guess millions. If you've got hundreds of billions of dollars, it must be at least a million people in this country that are engaged in the demand side of this. They're the ones paying for it. That's where we'll get into the solutions for this. I'm getting ahead of ourselves. And and let me just say, there was a really good interview that Jimmy Mm -hmm. did with Sean Ryan, Mm S-H-A-W-N Ryan. And he talks about how leaders have had a chance to do something about this. But these are leaders who, his words, not mine, have been to Epstein Island. Mm-hmm. It's hard to ask leadership to make changes when they're partaking in the commodity. The horror. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the movie itself. Now, this would be the first movie review we've ever done, but it's not a movie review. We just wanted to give you a little bit more information about the movie. You really need to go see this in order to understand how horrible this is. And again, you don't come away from it thinking that you know, this is a lost cause and there's never going to be any hope. It's very hopeful. So don't let that stop you from going. Dress in cool clothing because you might not have any air conditioning we, and we in did. the movie theater. Yeah, we, dressed, <laughs> we were dressed in, uh, in summer yeah, yeah, attire. I have to say that during the first half hour of this movie, I had this uncontrollable urge to get up and leave. And not enough- because the movie was exactly. bad, but because... In their tasteful and subtle and indirect way, the director of this movie would paint a picture of what's going on. And I don't think of myself as a weak person, but I felt like a weak person because I almost couldn't handle it. I really wanted to leave and I knew I needed to stay because I knew that the hard truth of this message is what I needed to see in order to become as passionate about stopping this as I am. Well, and I think that's a testament, honestly, to the really great acting. I'll tell you what, the expressions on Jim's face, how he can convey- Jimmy. Jimmy, excuse yes. me. 
how he can convey emotion. I'll tell you what, the child actors. Oh, my goodness. There's a sibling. There's a, a brother and a sister pair that are highlighted. Their story is told in this. Their faces and their ability to just be emotional. And, oh, my gosh, those little kids, they amazing actors, especially at the end when there's, I'm not going to give any spoilers, where little girl, when she's reunited with somebody, there's no words spoken for about two minutes, but it's all facial expressions. Amazing, amazing acting. And so what I appreciate about that, amazing acting, they got the point across without gratuitous. There's even a fight scene and you don't see it. You really don't see it. Because through the eyes of the child, the child would close her eyes when bad things were happening. And so it would just be a black screen when the fight was going on. I thought that was, I thought that was really well. And honestly, I'm sure Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy had something to do with that because he is known in Hollywood for not doing gratuitous scenes that all they do is scar people's emotions, truly. So let's turn to how to solve this problem. And I jumped the gun a little bit and I talked about demand. As with drugs, the problem is demand. There will always be bad people who will make a lot of money supplying stuff to people that people want. You've got to make people not want this stuff. And how is that going to happen? Well, I got bad news for you if you're looking for a quick and easy political solution. It's going to take, in our opinion, the change of heart of all the, and I'm going to use the number million, people who are engaging in this kind of stuff. And only God can change the hearts. And there needs to be a change of heart among the tens of millions of people who are indirectly kind of okay with this because they think it's toxic masculinity to fight evil. And it's part of this whole gender affirming message. And you yeah. know what? That's grooming. People. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, minor attracted persons, MAP. Why don't right. you Google that term? That is, and this is not a view held by, I'm even going to say the majority of the left. I try to be fair right. because as I often say, Our side doesn't need to exaggerate to make our points because we've got facts, truth, and history on our side. So why blow it with exaggeration? So some on the left are okay with, I think is probably the right way to say it, the idea of minor attracted persons. Hey, it's just another flavor of sexuality. It's just another color in the rainbow. If you are not for... I'm going to borrow the term that's well known for this movie. God's children are not for sale. If you do not believe in the preservation of the hearts, the innocent hearts and minds of young children and allowing them to enjoy their childhood and the innocence of childhood, we can't be friends. Yep. We've made that point. And so you're probably saying, well, there is a political solution. I saw that Donald Trump announced that he wants to impose the death penalty for human trafficking. And he did indeed do that. And you're saying- Hey, if Donald Trump wins, we're going to have a death penalty for human trafficking. Uh, No, we're not. I got two words for you. Well, three. Kennedy versus Louisiana. That's the 2008 U.S. Supreme Court case that says the death penalty can only be applied when somebody kills somebody else and intends to kill them. Obviously, these children are not directly killed. They are obviously slowly killed and their their souls are you know withered and harmed and destroyed so you can't as the president you can't make this a death penalty offense so forget the death penalty for human trafficking and it pains me to say that well let me but let me give us a charge it was legal 150 years ago to own slaves and it took the long hard work of citizens like you and me glenn and you the listener to undo that, Kennedy versus Louisiana needs to be overturned, much like Roe versus Wade, much like- Plessy versus Ferguson. Absolutely. These things need to be overturned. Think about who was president in 2008. Yeah. And if we have a second Trump term, he'll be able to appoint justices who will conceivably overturn this. I just wanted to let folks yeah. know there's a solid reason- why it's not as easy as imposing the death penalty. Right. It's way harder than that. Here's what I foresee, because there's a groundswell in this country and it's going to continue. Shelley was mentioning- And we need to ride that wave. Yeah. You were mentioning sort of the long march towards abolition Mm -hmm. in the Civil War era, and this is going to go on for decades. And so here's a concern I have. I am concerned that there will be, as this becomes increasingly unthinkable to do, there will be vigilantes- out killing people who engage in this. Now, 
Am I morally troubled by that? No. But what I am troubled by is all of a sudden, all it takes is somebody saying that you're a pedophile and all of a sudden you get hung. I can see that this could become a real problem. I mentioned in my books, and it was based on, well, it's a true story of the Pablo Escobar stuff in Colombia, where people got so sick of Pablo Escobar's reign of terror that they formed groups called Los Pepes. And Los Pepes were vigilantes that went and just started killing Escobar people and people they thought were Escobar people. So here's one slight consolation prize about maybe how to start getting at the people who are paying for this stuff. And that is if you catch them and put them in jail, which are big ifs because the cops have a lot of social work to do and we've been defunding the police, prosecutors are not always interested in hard, complicated cases. I can tell you this from personal experience. So let's say some of the people paying for this stuff do go to jail. Okay, so follow me. Some of them do. And put in general population. Yeah, you know where we're at in this country? This is how messed up this country is, and this is how we're in the beginnings of a collapse. We have to outsource the doing of justice to criminals in jail because we all know what happens to pedophiles in jail. It's ugly, it's brutal, and the only people that seem to have an effective way to deal with pedophiles who pay for sex with children is what happens in prison. I am not proud (laughs) of the fact that we have basically outsourced justice to criminals. So I want to expand on that. We have a very recent example of that. Larry Nassar who was the U.S. gymnastics team doctor Doctor. for a decade and a half or so, found out that he victimized gymnasts for years. Dozens of them. More than that. I mean, not just our high level, our Olympians, but all of those that were in the wings. I mean, just over and over and over again. He was sentenced to prison, rightfully so. He was beaten within a year or two. He's been in prison now for about five years. He got a pretty good beating in the first year or two. Just the last couple of weeks, he got knifed 11. He got stabbed 11 times. Here's how twisted, to add to what you were just saying, how twisted our United States is. My belief system in how child predators should be treated I have commonality with fellow inmates. When yeah. you, <laughs> and you know you what? Here's the bottom line. When you have the outsourcing of justice to criminals, healthy societies do not have this going on. No. Healthy societies have a this way right. of deterring the behavior. And by that, I mean the people, the adults paying for sex with children, of deterring it, making it unthinkable, something you just don't do. And they have a way of catching the people who do it. They have a way of punishing the people who do it. That's what healthy societies do. And we are zero not, tolerance. Like, we are not yeah. a healthy society if we have this problem. Well, to go back, the zero tolerance, going back to what you originally, originally talked about, there's no dithering on this issue. It is 100% completely wrong. There's no, well, there's... There's, there's different th- shades there's different of sexuality. Shades. And there's, you know, children might, I don't, no, 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 and no. You're the adult in the room, act like it. Children do not give consent, period. You know, I think the left, switching into a political mode, I think the left is making an enormous mistake. And they, they do this on other topics too. They do this on race and other stuff. They are so radical and so extreme And they have been winning battle after battle. They own the media. They own Hollywood. They own the federal government. They own about 24 of 50 state governments. So they basically have a run of the place. They can do whatever they want and they have no constraints put upon them. And there's, there, there are no boundaries. And, and this minor attracted persons thing, if you would have said that 10 years ago, the vast majority of leftists would have said, hey, buddy, that is over the line. You can't come on. Now, let's not be crazy. And they just keep degenerating and degenerating and it gets worse and worse. And I think the left is maybe realizing, probably not. The, let me put it this way. The left ought to be realizing mm-hmm. that this stuff with kids, with human trafficking 
and with transgendered forced surgery and chemical castration, because that's what it is, in in our our schools, schools, in our libraries, and on our military bases, true story, uh, Drag Queen Story Hour at Maelstrom Air Force Base here in Montana, I may add. So the left is slowly going to realize that they have crossed a red line with Americans, decent Americans. And that red line is our kids. We're not going to put up with this. We will be mocked. We will be belittled. We will have our taxes raised. Conservatives and decent people. I'm talking about independents here too. And some Mm -hmm. Democrats to be quite honest with you. Decent people put up with a lot of abuse from their government. And, and we kind of shrug and we go to work and we don't go to school board meetings because we've worked all day and we're really tired and we have to make the kids lunches for the next day for school and all this other stuff. So conservatives have been sort of off the playing field, if you will. And th- now we're coming on, right. we're suiting up and, and it's the, it's the, the moms, um, I forget the the name of the group, the moms for something, Um, the group that was targeted by the FBI for being domestic terrorists, I may add. And the FBI lied and said that, no, we're not doing that. And then there's memos that show that they were. Mm -hmm. Um, There are all these people. Look at these school board elections. Look into the gubernatorial race in in uh, Virginia, where a Republican won, despite all the pundits saying there's no way he could win because he was all about stopping the LGBTQ plus 2A spirit uh, ampersand um, <laughs> Squared. Uh, uh, teachings in schools. And and I have hope here and, and I'm ultimately hopeful here because the left has gone so far and they've touched the one topic that quite honestly, conservatives up until a couple of years ago, just kind of assumed was was off limits. We just assumed our kids were off limits. And now we're seeing that, no, nope, the left wants our kids. They, they I'm not going to say they, they all want. They won't defend our kids. They won't defend they our kids. They will not defend, defend our, our kids. And they will not defend parents who are protecting their kids. Again, if you're if you're not against this, you're for it. Yes. If you're not going to defend children, then you are for offending children. Yes. Yes, causing harm to children. Yes. And so the left might have their Waterloo coming because I can feel it. There's a lot of analogous anecdotal stuff um, out there about the left going too far. And I'm telling you, I feel like with the 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 transgendered stuff, I mean, Montana is not a typical state legislatively, but let me tell you something. We passed a bunch of bills, really good bills, um, protecting kids from LGBT nonsense. These are these are bills that were unthinkable even even Five two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, and and they 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 pass. They it was like water. They just they passed, and so maybe there's some hope here, and maybe if there's a big shift culturally in this country. If it becomes unthinkable, I keep using this word and I need to explain what I mean by that. For example, it would be unthinkable for somebody to say, if somebody said, it's unthinkable. Oh, by the way, people trying to defame me. uh, If you use that last sentence I just said without the context, I will sue you for defamation and don't think I'm kidding. I will. Anyway, I mean, you cannot imagine somebody saying something like that. That's how this needs to be with paying for sex with children. It needs to be absolutely unthinkable where you can honestly say to yourself, nobody is going to do that. That's what it's going to take to destroy demand. So I want to just add in something here. Yes, to everything you just said. There's somebody out there, I'm sure, more than one person going, the LGBTQ uh, community is not going after kids. Oh, let me stop you for a moment before you do that. They have said they are. We all just went through uh, Pride Month. Um, it is no secret that <laughs> I think it's I think it's not been lost on conservatives that on July Fourth, Sound of Freedom came out. And we were all like, "Thank goodness!" Because because Pride started out as like a parade on Father's Day, like ten or twelve years ago. It has turned into a weekend. It has turned into this entire month. month. So when people think, so you might be out there thinking after what Glenn just said. 
Oh, they don't do all that rainbow stuff in Montana. Oh, they do. Just go out in public because every store, every franchise, every chain, especially a national chain, has rainbow sales and there's rainbows everything. And in my mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little aside here. Folks, go back and remember what happened that God created rainbows. Just go back and read the story. It was his promise that he would not decimate the earth after all of the debauchery that was happening. But anyway, um, so we set that aside. The LGBTQ community has come out and they they have started to publicize and they're doing it really gently like they always do. But there is footage of them during during some of these parades saying they are coming after our kids. The very famous line out of the New York, I believe is New York or Chicago Pride Parade, where they are chanting that in this parade, we're here, we're, que- we're queer, we're coming for your kids. Yeah. So if you're out there saying, "Oh, the the LGBT," no, we don't we don't want to do that to kids. Yes, you do. You're saying some you do. do. Some Obviously, do. it's a minority. And, I got to be fair. And the flip side of that too, when you are coming after our, our uh, trying to insert into schools the ability that this gender affirming thing and trying to mess with the small bodies of kids by performing surgeries and giving them drugs that alter their minds and their bodies, yeah, you are. You know what I mean? That that is that that that's is harming children. That's harming children. So when you're when when you're a parent and you're trying to navigate this and you are feeling this defense for your kids, it is righteous. I I believe it is well founded. So uh, we have just a couple of uh, thoughts here before we go into the after show. We have so much to talk and, about. The and after by show. the way, let's just tease the after show because people need to know what they're missing out on. We're going to talk about in the after show, the topic of human trafficking in a collapse. That's why you listen to this show, because it's prepping 2.0. You care about threats and things to remedy by proper preparation. And so we're going to get into that topic in the after show. We're also going to talk about uh, some of the marginalized communities that are easy targets Yeah, and how that relates in collapse situations and, and the, it's and it's happened so and i'll say this when you watch this movie you think oh it's an international issue it's a global it's it happens in third world nope it's it's here in the united states and we'll talk about that yeah and i have to keep harping on my dislike of the left because it's what animates me it's one of the reasons you listen and that is the left supposedly cares about minorities um and when we'll talk about it in the after show most of the victims of this are brown kids. They're not white kids. They're not Mm -hmm. suburban liberal kids. It's mostly kids from Central America and South America. And also- And minority communities in the United States. And then it's also uh, American Indians. Um, And we'll talk about this. The kidnapping rate on Indian reservations is ridiculously high. This is a problem that primarily damages minorities- and the left can't seem to say, well, a movie showing how awful this is, maybe that would be a good thing to go see. They can't bring themselves to say, yeah, Sound of Freedom, that's probably a good movie to see. Think about that. You know, the supposed protectors of minorities are silent. I think that's the best way to mm-hmm. put it, are silent while all these horrible things are happening. So, folks, we have so much more to talk about in the after show. Don't go away and stick around if you're a patron. If you're not a patron, become one. From our amazing founding father, Benjamin Franklin, folks, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. Adios. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.